What's going on, everyone? It's yours truly, Michael Clark, back on the Michael Clark Podcast. And a lot's been going on in the sports world, a lot. So today, my co-host, once again, none other than Fred Harden Jr. How's it going, my brother? Oh, man, it's going good. Trying to stay, you know, quarantine clean, man. <laughs> I feel it, man. It's um, some interesting times are going on, man. So, um... Initially, this was supposed to be done a few days ago, but obviously I had some schedule issues on my end. So to all those that did support me, listen, apologies on my end. But um, first things first, bro. Oh, excuse me. First things first. My um, I seen the picture out there. My brother, my brother-in-law, had gotten a bad accident, bro, over on um on Western, in a Western like 84th, I believe so. And he totaled his car, but you know, it's you know that's that's God right there, bro. I'm gonna send you the picture. Um, in the meantime, but, um, like I said, that's God right there just being great, you know, and everything being good. He just had his first child in January. So, you know, obviously, right, right. So, you know, obviously, you know, things could have been worse, but, you know, you take it for what it is. I know he's frustrated because I know he was, you know, just, just, you know, just trying to be a dad, just trying to be a dad. He wasn't even, he wasn't even out trying to do the most. He was trying to be a dad, get some stuff for my nephew, and then, you know, shit, somebody got to leave the house. They can't take the baby out like that because the Rona, you know? So, yeah. a little frustrated on that side, but, you know, like I said, so shout out to my bro, man. You know he's going to be listening to this. Um, also, shouts to, uh, I, I hate to say it, man. I I told this dude on Twitter yesterday. I said, look, man, shout out to LeVar Ball, man. <laughs> it's like, it's like LeVar's plan is slowly... But surely coming together indirectly, it seems like, man. Give me some thoughts on this, but, man. But in multiple ways, bro. We thinking about just his own success. But there's other things he put in motion that we starting to see the effect of this year. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I know you're going to touch up on some of it, but it's a lot of stuff that he put in motion that he didn't directly, like, people can't directly connect with they him. They can't connect with him. He's been involved. That he's involved with like, He's kind of Bro, you know, Lavar. You know, he actually. I mean, a trendsetter. You know, he said some friends that we starting to see now. Right. That you know, people had to stop because they seen what he was like turning into, and they couldn't let him get to that. You know, they right. had to cut him off by the knees. But they knew if he got to this potential, it was gonna be ugly. You know, you know what I thought was interesting in all this, because when I woke up this morning, bro, that's when I sent you a screenshot. I think I sent you a screenshot this morning of how the NCAA. Mm-hmm was basically saying, like, how they're going to start paying these kids. Well, not paying them, but they're going to be eligible for compensation starting, what, next season. And I thought it was interesting. Like, bro, I, I shit you not. I initially thought, like, I shit you not, bro, that they were saying, like, the the, the uh, ban for the corona is going to be lifted. Because I saw something, like, it wasn't breaking news, but I saw something, and I'm like, wait, what the fuck? You know, my eyes are still blurry. Man, I look, the NCAA is going to start allowing these kids to get paid. So then someone, they're, they're clowning. They're saying, like, all right, does that mean Reggie Bush is going to get his Heisman Trophy back? <laughs> like, oh, I, mean, I mean, that's where you got to kind of take some of this. But, I mean, uh, let's not play dumb. You do get paid. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I had the pleasure of working with a gentleman. His uncle was a, a linebacker at Colorado University. This is back in the early 80s. Right. He actually got drafted the year before Lawrence Taylor, and he was a middle linebacker. Uh, he actually passed away. He passed away that the same year Lawrence Taylor got drafted in a right. uh, fatal car accident. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. passenger um a uber lady man she's from um ames iowa i think the same city where harrison barnes is from yeah ames iowa she told me that every time like they're in season for football the whole town is there there's like nobody there because obviously they don't have a pro team you know so it's like a lot of these colleges they kind of put everything into the the school um one more thing that i wanted to kind of say that i heard which made a lot of sense was that you know, most of these kids, well, the elite prospects, they're getting paid under the table. It's just not as, um, it's just not on the forefront as much as they try to. Yeah, it's not. It's not as much as they want to really say. And Smile was even saying that today. I think uh, you know who Shams is, right? Shams, the uh, insider for NBA. Yeah. So Shams was saying basically, like in a nutshell, okay, so with the NCAA doing this how they're going to go forward each student athlete in comparison to um if they were to go like excuse me specifically if they went to like for instance a UCLA or Kentucky opposed to the G League basically what it comes down to is finances like all right how much more are you going to offer me than the G League would you know that's what it's really boiling down to i mean let me ask you this in the case of Let's rewind. Let's go in the case of Zion Williamson, right? Obviously, he was really touted before he got to Duke, but when he started playing, like, it was, like, next level. If you're Zion and you're in his position, do you go to Duke or do you go G League? Uh, I mean, I think if they had that on table, he goes G League, man. Like, mm. honestly. Because, I mean, he, Duke didn't really do anything for him. But get him the exposure, get to the league, and go with so if they're gonna offer you a minimum of half a million plus a hundred twenty five thousand dollars right? I mean, you're gonna go G League. So I mean, it's kind of a no brainer. That's why we see a couple of guys late starting to do it too now. You know, a couple of different guys like you know what, you know, and they're also talking to some other um, reclassifying prospects. Right. You know, so yeah, in the next couple of months we may hear a couple more names. So it's it's just I mean what they're doing. I see it. You know. I see it, man. It's, uh, I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's a good look for the NBA to get to get these guys who are extremely talented. These guys are not just talented. They're extremely talented. Right. You know, get, get there a little bit quicker. So, I think with the last podcast we did was what? Um, four days ago? It was recently. But the point is, it was the, I'm saying the last podcast we did was like about four or five days ago. My whole point is that Remember we said there there's guys I'm sure that are already like all right like give me a few days to think about it with my mom my dad or whoever my guardian um 
and I'll let you know if I'm going to play on that team because it sounds like this has to be at least a what? What, a 15-man roster? So I'm assuming some guys are going to be guys from other G League teams, and obviously the newcomers are the guys that were going to be freshmen this season. So as the days, you know, progress, it's going to be interesting how how this... Yeah, we just, uh, you know, although he actually uh, going to the draft, huh? Uh, uh, King Martin Jr., he's going to the actual draft, right? He's not going to the G League. I think he's going. He's going to the draft, yeah. But see, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I just don't know. Listen, I think I hate to sound overcritical, but I think going to cause would have benefited him, in my personal opinion. I think if he would have went somewhere like a small school, and then he transferred to a bigger school, like how oh, you starting to see some of these guys are like, and you know who I think his his comp is. And it's not because they're both light skinned, but I think Brendan Clark is his comp because they're both super athletic. They're kind of somewhat undersized. I think I think Kmart Jr. is a little more undersized, but I mean, you can't help but think about a guy like that and see him get what drafted in the what? I think I drafted in the lottery, or was he like? Yeah, I think believe that was the first round pick. Yeah, he was for sure first rounder. So it's like go to college, <laughs> you know? I mean. You know, I, I believe it's that won't pick up his draft. But um, right, 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 right. I mean, now in the NBA, he's lucky that we do have a couple guys, five, six, six, five, four, Draymond. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a couple guys that are smaller, power forwards, but he mm-hmm. might be able to get away with it. Yeah. But um, I don't see the, I don't see the vision though. He doesn't have Draymond's vision, and I don't see that dog on defense for him. Right. Dunking it, and yet he's just to keep it real. Everybody at the next level is kind of athletic and shit. But, you know, you're not going to be the most athletic guy on the floor. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, when you take away your athleticism, what does he really have? What do you have left? Uh, yeah. I mean, that that three-point shot, but still nothing off the dribble. And then, once again, the vision of all England, I haven't seen from it. I haven't seen nothing, so, man. Let's be a little tough for him at 6'6". I agree with you. I think he should have probably went for at least one year to show up what he really, really had. Exactly. Real, I mean, his athleticism. Like I said, I want to keep everything in perspective. We we both know his athleticism is up there. Like I'd probably say, if we're going off of just basically like you know basic scale below no like below average, average, um, above average, you know, and so on. I'd say, but see, and that's the problem for me. It's like, does he? Are you gonna put him at power forward? Do you put him I don't at? Know, man. Do you put him I at three? Have to, I have to at least give him both for that small court. He has to get Yeah, man. Yeah, 
gotta have that in your arsenal now. Yeah. Especially when you guys like, you know, <laughs> that number one guy, Jalen Green, you know, that dude can do it all. And he's six five. Right. You know, he's an inch shorter than you. His skill set is a lot higher right now. Exactly. He has he has more weight in one inch, but it's like, what else do you offer? His face his face up. He graduated last year. He's a whole year older. A whole year older. He's nineteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's turning twenty years old. And if you think about it, if you think about it, his draft class is technically what? It would be Luca or Zion. Cause I think Zion's still nineteen. Um, Kim, no, K Mark's in the right draft class because he's gonna get he's in this year's draft. Oh, okay, okay, so okay, okay. He's a Wiseman and all those guys. Oh, okay, cool. Shit, man. The thing is, when you're comparing him to Jalen Green, who has a higher skill set and being an impulsive and a little bit bigger, Jalen Green still can fill out this year. I think that's why he really wants that D week, get his body right, right. get that that three day work in. I mean, at college. You still got to take those classes. You yep. still got to mess with the females <laughs> in between classes. <laughs> I mean, you can go six days a week in the gym going hard, getting your body right, getting your Right, right, right. You can't forget about him, man. He's going to be a wild card for sure in that next draft class. It's like, with all the moves that they're making right now, it's kind of hard. Like, And I see why people get really addicted to mock drafts. You can't help but think, like, all right, let's think about not even this year's draft. Let's think about 2021's draft because I'm having a hard time right now. Like, not saying Jalen Green's probably going to go number one. The following year, I mean, obviously, you know, him playing on the G League, his audience is going to be heightened. Um, My main concern with him overall from now until next year's draft, or excuse me, two years from, yeah, the following draft, is just his weight. It's just his weight at this point. It's just playing versus bigger dudes. You know, they might be able to knock you off your spot a little bit. We know he's not posting up, and him posting up not even from his clips that I've seen so far, him posting up not even in his game. I think over time that might be something that he can definitely add, but I mean, his pull up jumper is pretty good, his shot's not broken. Um, but I mean, I just hope the best for him and see how things will, you know, progress over time for sure, man. But that guy, I don't see anyone in that class that's gonna leapfrog him first overall pick, I don't even see it. Yeah, I mean, you got, I mean, we got good, you know, going to Arizona State, but, I mean, this is where development is going to take a big. Oh, yeah. Develops the player better. I mean, obviously, the D League is basically in the air, so, I mean, they're going to develop you a little bit better than college. Right. But we'll get to see the different, you know, kind of developmental-wise side of it. Absolutely. You know, Jacob, he's going to Arizona State. He's still committed, as, as we know, until now. That can always change. He can always decommit and take that other route. But right now, he's going to Arizona State. He's a top guard um, that people are going to be looking at. You know, there's some guys that are still going to college. Um, I believe um, Mobley, 
Yeah. One of the uh, top ranked big men. He's still going to SC. He's going to play with, uh, I think his bro is actually going to the draft this year. Yeah. So he won't play with bro, but he'll be at SC next year. He's going to be how we look at. Right. Seven for the move. So it's a guy that we're still going to be looking at next year in college, but this is where we're going to actually look and go, okay, let's look at these first year D-League guys who, you know, didn't go to college, and we're going to see their development. Right. I'm going to look at the college side. I'm going to look at their development. And we're going to see how that projection to the draft. But this actors had the worst draft. And I'm going to tell you my number one reason why. You just made your best player insecure. Yep. Facts. And that's just, like, you, I mean, you go and draft a quarterback first. And it's not like you guys got a guy who fell. You guys got a guy who probably would have been there in the second or third round. Mm-hmm. And you would have been in the second round for sure. You guys went and traded up to get this guy. Got him I mean, another running back, bro. That was that was kind of the head scratcher, but then I understood that they're trying to get out of um which is jacked up, bro. This is why I told you they should pay running backs by performance. I'm gonna I'm man, I don't want to sound like I'm supporting the Packers because you know this Packers K over here because this is Vikings Nation. But look at this, bro. <laughs> just just hear me out real quick, bro. Aaron Jones, um he last year. Total, bro, he had a 1,000 yards rushing, which is like, okay, that's a little under, that's under, that's 67 a game. But total, he had 19 touchdowns. And then from scrimmage, he had about 1,500 yards. That's that's Pro Bowl, like, slash borderline all-pro numbers, bro. And he's only, how old is Aaron Jones? He's 25. He'll be twenty. He'll still be twenty five by the time the season starts, and it's like they're already trying to like kind of lowball him, you know. Like, it, I mean, if you look at it from this point of view, this is all I'm saying. He got drafted in the fifth round, and usually from fifth to seventh round, if you end up, you know, staying on the team, then you worked your butt off, or you know, you just fell into the laps of being able to have the opportunity to produce. But now you look like all right, they draft another running back, and then. I would have loved to see them trade up and even maybe even 10 picks. And, hey, let's go get Henry Ruggs. <laughs> you know, like, let's let's shake things up. It just seems as if the Packers are like, it seems as if they just forgot they were in the NFC title game. Maybe they feel like they're that much further away than what they really are. And they're saying like, hey, let's do some type of secret society rebuild under the scope you know like i know rogers his numbers fell off but it's like you guys what are you guys really seeing at this point i I, i'm not i'm confused i'm still confused by that and i'm not even a packers fan it's crazy yeah i like i said they they traded up to get this quarterback and i didn't get it either at all i was like what yeah you know i really thought they needed a wide receiver some type of playmaker, and um, even the running back they got, he wasn't the best running back in the draft either. So, right. like, man, you know, I, I'm still scratching my head. I mean, well, I mean, we'll see how it all pans out. We're already focused on state value, man. There's a lot of guys that are available. I mean, they didn't even have to trade up to get that they could have got, not think a little bit more value. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say this. 
me personally opinion, if I'm the Packers, I'm picking Jalen Hurts up the glove. That, and that's what I, oh my gosh. And that's what I didn't understand. That's what I didn't understand. Jalen Hurts one of the toughest conferences in, in college football in the last three years and, and performed at a really, really high level. And, uh, you know, love, love is still a project guy. You know, he still needs a lot of work and he needs a lot of kink. So I guess long term, this may pan out for him and be like a Mahomes type of situation. But as of right now, I just don't get it crazy up for him. You know what's even more perplexing in all this? Like, I know they spent uh, they spent a lot of they've invested a lot in their defense. Um, Jair Alexander, he won the first round. Kevin King, he was in the second round. Josh Jackson, he was a second rounder. Um, their safety, Savage, I like him. He was a first rounder. I don't recall their other song safety. Their middle linebacker is where I thought they would have won the first round because there were some fast linebackers that they could have used that played from side to side. Because in all honesty, their D-line is not terrible, but, I mean, Kenny Clark, he's he's solid up front. They don't really have anybody on the edges. Oh, excuse me. Take that back. This is the Packers I'm thinking from three years ago. Yeah, they had the Smith bros. They both had 10 sacks, I think, between the two of them. They didn't show up in the title game for what it's worth. But, I mean, like, yeah, their team is pretty good. And it's just like, me personally, I think if they would have added a receiver, whether it be Judy, they could have, honestly, I think there's no way in hell outside of maybe adding um the receiver from Colorado, LaVisca Chenault. Oh, hey, that's what I was looking at then, bro. But honestly, I was looking at They could have added well, any they, one of those guys. I don't think they could have relied on Chenault as a number two. I think he's more of a gadget player at this point in his career. But I'm saying, like, they could have added most of the other receivers and they could have gotten busy next year, like, without a doubt. And I just feel as if I don't know where I don't know what direction this this franchise is going with. Apparently, Jordan Love's fifth year option will be a year after um, Aaron Rodgers fourth year, you know, after his deal is up. But. Honestly, I think Rodgers is out of there. I'd say within two years. There's no I, if he's there in three years. I don't. I, I'd be surprised. I think he's out of there two years max. Now with what they did with Jordan Love, if he is there in three years, it makes you guys kind of look like idiots because you guys just wasted the first round pick. So that's what I'm saying. It's like you kind of damn if you you do damn if you don't at this point because what you drafted this year because Jordan Love is probably a one to two year budget then. If if I had to just if I had to ask you just randomly, if I was just a random fan on the street, how many picks do you think that Jordan Love threw last year? Just just throw a number out there and I and I'll tell you the exact number he threw. I'll say thirteen. Thirteen? Yeah. That's a little modest. He threw seventeen interceptions. Wow. And that's what concerns me because I know a lot of people, you know, oh, Mahomes, this. Well, yeah, Mahomes is throwing for like 700 yards, six, six tubs. Like, this dude threw 17 picks in the Mountain West Conference. That kind of scares me. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, he played. You know, he from the year before. Yeah. You know, and he said his measurables are really good. And out of like athleticism, he has the most. He's like the most athletic 
quarterback, you know. It's, it's, you know, as far as like all the miserable, the 40 times he was second. Right. You know, he has the big arm still. He has the height. Right. Because, you know, he's, he's taller than Jalen. He's taller than, you know. Right. A couple of guys. But like, uh, I think Tui, he's also taller than Tui. But, um. Yeah, he's taller than Tui, yeah. You know, so. That's what they're looking like. His intangibles, he was probably the most talented quarterback. Right. In this trip. But he's still a work as far as his footwork, his delivery. He still needed some work there. Right. I mean, I get the pick. It's a project pick. But I think. But what you had, I, I just, I still try to get another, I would have got a receiver, not probably the second one. That second round, I third one, but it looked at a quarterback. And just kept that shit moving, man. It's crazy. So, who's your biggest winner from this draft? You said biggest winner? Yeah, who's your biggest winner? Biggest winner from the draft? Oh, man. I, I hate to say it. Because I'm biased, but it's not being biased. On paper, I have to pick 49. Mm. You need to move Joe Daly and you replace him with a seven-time pro bowler for a fourth-round pick. Then you get rid of Matt Breida and Marquise Goodwin for pick. And you open up the same salary you just took in with Trent Williams. Like, basically, the same draft they got Trent Williams, they freed up money to treat with Trent Williams and the same draft. Mm-hmm. Yep. They didn't have to cut anybody. They freed up the same money they needed for them. Plus, they went and replaced Buckner with uh, Kinlaw and got a receiver. Right. I mean, it's hard to go against that. Like, they really kind of, and they were already two bowl contenders. They got. And they went, you know, they, they traded up to get, a, to get a top 15 pick. They used that top 15 pick and, and, and re- they reinsured their best. You know, their front four is their best part of the football team, and they re got they, you know, they re, re-up from the best part of the football team. And on top of that, they added a receiver in the first round, which they needed help at. Mm-hmm. Then they lose, they lose a, a Hall of Fame left tackle and replace them with a potential Hall of Fame left tackle. And then in the same draft, they free up the salary for that same Hall of Fame left tackle that they went and got. Yep. So it's hard not to go, damn, that's, that's a good draft for a team that's a playoff contender. Yeah. You already added, you brought a lot of guys back and you added to that and you also kept it under the cap. So, you know, it's, it's hard to go against that. Yeah. But I like what some other teams did. You know, I like what um, you know, I was doing in the draft after really looking at it. Mm. You know, pieces there. Um, I can't lie, I like what you guys did. You guys had a ton. Of yeah, picks. we had a lot of picks, man. A package. I thought you guys were going to package them up and move up. I think that's the only thing you guys We didn't do. Yeah. I think we got I think overall we got the guys we wanted to get and not had to do much, which I was fine with. I knew we were gonna get a receiver. Like there was no way in hell we were leaving this draft without drafting a receiver at some point. And we got a receiver and I'm I'm cool with it. I, I, Jordan, I said before the draft, Jordan Jefferson was my favorite receiver in the draft. Yes, you can fall in love with Ruggs and Speed. Yes, you can fall with the physicality of CD. You can fall in love with Jerry Duty's precise routes, but Jordan Jefferson in this day and era, you have to have a receiver that's a slot. That's kind of what makes yeah. uh, the Packers take more of a bigger L for not getting one. Like, dude, this is a deep class. It's a deep class. 13 guys went in two rounds. 13 guys in two rounds. 13. Bro, if you could have got a second round, I was some talent. And you guys didn't do that. Like, crazy. I, but, um, yeah, I probably wouldn't. I'm not going to lie. 
I would have went. Only thing I'm upset with you guys is that Jonathan Winfield Jr. I mean, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, then let him rock the 26 like pops. That's crazy. Yeah. I would have um, I would have drafted two receivers. All Green Bay, but enough of Green Bay, man. I'm giving, I'm giving too much. <laughs> I'm giving them too much. I'm giving too much clout, man. Um, the one team I thought that had an interesting draft, and actually, they're for sure within the top five um winners of the off season. The Baltimore Ravens had a good draft class, and there's going to be one guy I want you to keep. I want you to try to remember his name. His name is James Prochet, wide receiver out of SMU. He went in the sixth round. The likelihood of him making the roster is probably like 30%, but he has good hands. I've watched him thoroughly. I thought he would win the fourth, fifth round, but he ended up falling in the sixth, and it's fine. At least he got drafted, but... He might he might become one of Deshaun's favorite targets in a few years over the course of development. A guy that doesn't drop hands, all quarterbacks love those dudes. But yeah. the thing is, I mean, you look at the draft, they went first round, got a linebacker. They were they were hurting over that loss to CJ mostly. They didn't want to admit it, but that that loss really hurt them more than anything. Then you come back, right? I thought that it would have been interesting to for them to add another back because you know Mark Ingram, he's he's getting up there, he's 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 getting up there in age, man. It's no secret. Obviously, that injury hurt them. I feel like it hurt their uh, it hurt their momentum going to the playoffs. And obviously, that game he came back versus Tennessee, he wasn't he had that burst. So then round two, they come back, they draft J.K. Dobbins, who I think was probably one of the top three running backs in this draft class, and. That's a Man. solid pick. You know how it is, bro. You get a young back on a rookie contract, Man. they're going to run through any freaking wall. You come back at third round, you already get Clay's Campbell, you already get um Michael Brockers, then you add another young buck out of Texas A&M. He gets to learn from young guys. He's going to be hungry. And then what do the Ravens do more? They add more speed. The slot receiver from Texas that ran 4-3-9, Devin Duarte. They draft him in the third round. They listen, man. The Ravens are they're trying. They're, look, man, the Ravens are really trying to come up next year, and I'm not mad. I go all in. I'm not mad at it. Go all in. They're. I'm. I still thought that they would have lost to Casey in the AC title game if they would have met up. But it's like oh, I don't know, bro. I don't know. I think they would have, man. I think I think they might have. I think KC would have. I think KC would have knocked it off, but they could. They could even get there. You, you know why? Only reason I'm saying it would have been good is because solid defense with the uh, with a, a run down the offense mm. would have would have would have looked a lot like the Super Bowl. I mean, how long can you keep that run game strong? Yeah. And you know, a mobile quarterback like Lamar Jackson, you take you could add another 15 carries on him. And put another ten on Ingram. I mean, twenty on Ingram. Now you got thirty-five run plays. You don't need to really throw it if your defense is balling out. Yeah. It comes to KC, you know, behind the gun. Right. You know what I'm saying? Especially when they controlling the ball and controlling the time of position with all them runs and all that. Right. You know, so I don't know. I mean, KC is almost a better running team than for the Forty ers because of Lamar Jackson and his, what he could do with his legs. Right. So imagine a team like that. That's like two contracting fouls. You got the quick strike team on one end with the okay defense, and then you got the run heavy, 
strong defensive Ravens. Like that's a really good AFC championship game that we didn't get a chance. I think we're going to get that game this year in the playoffs. I think it's, I don't, Tennessee, they might have a chance. They freaking, they have like at least 10 corners. I don't know if you heard, but Jonathan Joseph, he decided he's going to sign over there at the Legion of Houston. So it's like, it's, I kind of feel like it's in the air. But again, the games I played on paper, it is played on the field. Hey, shout out to the Browns. Hey, shout out to the Browns for that. <laughs> yeah, for reals, man. I'm still sick that that Odell to Minnesota trade was fake. I'm still sick over that, man. When I, when I tell you I was ready to order a jersey off NFL.com, when I heard about that news, I was serious. And then come to find out it was all fake, man. But it is what it is. Moving on. So, I want to touch on the subject that just came up, I think this was like around 7 o'clock today. What is your thoughts on the NBA season possibly picking up with the players playing at Walt Disney World in Orlando? I would like to see it. I'm just going to keep it honest. From a fan's point of view, i got to see it. And I'm a, I'm a Lakers fan. That's why i got to see it. Right. We had a lot. We, uh, with all that hype, we had like, just, a, I mean, an amazing year. Number one at the West, I mean, you know, two-thirds of the season done, last 20 games of the year, and we're in the private seat. Right. We just got off beating uh, the Clippers and the Bucks in back-to-back games. Like, we were on a high. When Talk you- about momentum kill. Yeah, we were on a real high as far as, like, confidence, as far as just the fans being behind the team again. Mm-hmm. We are on a high to where, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the Clippers Shannon trouble. He was going off, and he had the, uh, you know, the garden off. He was like, you know, he was going off. You know, that's how I feel. You know, I was ready to tell him, talk to anybody. So, mm-hmm. you know, just a basketball fan and having this team in that position and just knowing what we would have had to see in the playoffs was kind of like, I was ready for it. You know, right. that, 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 Djokovic, I was ready for all yeah, that, man. See, we're going to see Luca in his first year in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We had a potential team, Zion, mm-hmm. the, uh, the Blazers, or the young Grizzly teams in the playoffs and see what they could do possibly in their first year. You know, we had a lot of different storylines I was going for this year's first, um, this year's playoff. You know, yeah. and then with the a lot of people thinking it was going to be a LA uh, Western Conference final, that's the first. Clippers never been there, so we were going to see some amazing things this year. Bro. You know, and, you know, the East wasn't, you know, it wasn't too cut out, it wasn't too cut and dry for uh, the Bucks. They started taking some L's later in the season, so you know, a lot of people were hyped up on a healthy Miami team. A lot of people wanted to see a healthy 76er squad mm. who made some, you know, the Celtics wasn't all the way out of it right. with their big uh, three, you know, healthy. And then, um, you know, Brooklyn was actually going to get in the playoffs and kind of, you know, just do a little bit of something. You know, right. I don't think they were going to go far, but they were in. They were going to get in the playoffs. Right. So, you know, it's interesting, man. I think... I mean, we're not officially, like, totally raw. It, it looks like these... I know Adam Silver is talking to the freaking health department every single day, man. I'm sure he's had his conversations with Trump. It's apparent. They want to save the season by any means. As long as everyone's cleared and they're active, because we're not getting a vaccine no time soon. But if everyone's clear and everyone's active, obviously you had the people that had the virus that most likely have recovered, if not all and every person. Um, obviously, you have to be you know careful and cautious in case of like a respread or you know if anything happens, Lord forbid. But 
if they can get the okay, I mean, it takes away the energy of the crowd, the fans element. So in that sense, we're just watching pickup. But I mean, as long as those guys have the jerseys on, the referees are there. They're going to take it pretty seriously, in my opinion. I think they're going to take it seriously. But listen, man, Disney World's a big place. I haven't been, but I've heard about it. And if any place could hold, you know, the teams in order to finish the season, that had to be the spot, man. And people are going to tune in. I mean, look at the whole Michael Jordan documentary. People are watching that thing faithfully. Two hours after day, back to back. Obviously, we have a lot of spare time. But you can't help but think like, hey, I wouldn't mind turning to ESPN watching Lakers Grizzlies first round even before the season was postponed I still had a hard time trying to figure out what are we going to do against John Moran even though he's a rookie but I I don't think Alex Caruso was gonna be the primary defender on him you're gonna have to probably throw Avery Bradley on them you know so those are just little things that were interesting to possibly look forward to and obviously we've been we've been struck and we've been robbed so you know, it is what it is, man. Um, But one more thing before we left, I wanted to ask you, because I've had mixed feelings with this. I'm going to let you go first. What do you think about the future of the 76ers? The future of who? Of the 76ers. The future of the 76ers. Oh, this is a good one. I like that. Um, future of the 76ers. Um, I'm happy. They didn't do what a lot of people said they should do and get rid of uh, uh, Ben Simmons. Mm. Because I think most likely they're going to have to probably move on from Joel and B. Right. And a lot of people are going to be like, you're crazy. He's a big talent. I understand, but he's already having trouble staying on the floor. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You know, Ben Simmons' first year, he played 81 out of 80. 
about that man I just for me seeing him beat in college I, for me seeing him beat in college like man I would never trade that guy but then like you said all the injuries have added up the likelihood of him staying at this level going down the road it almost makes sense for you having to get as much assets for him as you possibly could unfortunately so he's probably gonna get dealt it looks almost as if Miami's trying to lure him there Maybe Jimmy Butler's trying to do some illegal recruitment. I don't know if you saw that. Um, I don't know if you saw that whole thing where Jimmy Butler sent his teammates. Right, keep in mind, he sent his teammates. Um, like I want to say, like their basketball courts for the ones that didn't have it. That you can kind of you know fold up and create in your backyard. And one of the people that happened to be a recipient was none other than the real deal Bradley Bill himself. So, for what it's worth, Jimmy Butler's doing his recruiting, man. So, it's interesting. Yeah, man. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, man. So, you know, we're going to wrap things up with that one, man. Appreciate my brother coming out to help and co-host on this one. Um, Thank you to everybody that's been continuing to support the pod and, um, just stay safe out there, man. Practice being cleanly. Um, do your thing. Stay out of the way. And I'm sure things will progress. And as the days go on, the more podcasts we do and produce out there, things are going to turn up upside down. And we'll most likely get sports back. So with that being said, y'all, take it easy. Peace.